Ooh, how's that bronchitis? You guys want to know my goddamn? <laughs> Actually, it's not really bronchitis related, but I ain't got no voice, and it's my fucking week to tell a goddamn story, guys. Yeah, it is. You're going to have to deal with it. I'm you sorry. sound like Marge. Marge. I can't do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys, I'm going to probably cough through the... For the Patreons, I'm going to cough through so much of this. I'd like to formally apologize now. God damn! Listen, I don't know. It's been a day. It's you know? been a day. But we got here. But we got here. We and got here. to answer your question about my bronchitis, I guess it's all right. I don't know. I went to the fucking doctor and he didn't even listen to my goddamn lungs. Nuh-uh. No. Isn't that what they're supposed to do? To make sure it's not like pneumonia and you're going to die or you whatever? You would think bare minimum. And then all of a sudden I got a sinus infection after that. And so Probably on top doctor. of no voice and everything else, I got this ball of snot trying to drip down <gasps> the back of my fucking throat. That's so gross. Trying to off me every five fucking seconds. So that'll be a journey, too. Uh, I saw you struggling with it earlier. I almost threw up. I'm literally kind of starting to struggle, but we can't talk about it. No. <laughs> can't talk about the danglers. Is that what we call them? The danglers? <laughs> Lieutenant Dangler. <laughs> That's what I named my snot balls. That's gross. Anyway, so my goddamn is that I don't have a voice. Yeah. What's your goddamn? My goddamn, I actually texted it to you immediately after it happened because I was so fucking mortified at myself. Oh. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, yeah, I was at, like, a work event, too, so I had to, like, reread it a couple times to, like, like, get the whole story. Oh, my God. I went to Target yesterday to get Christmas presents and all this other bullshit, right? And I was in that aisle with all those stupid tumblers, like, that don't fit in your fucking shelves or cupboards or whatever, but for some reason everybody buys them. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's perfect. I'll annoy someone else with this. Yeah. And so I was looking at those, and this guy walks by. He walks between me and the tumblers, and he knocks one down, and he said, he said, too big to be in this aisle. And I looked at the tumbler, and it was enormous. It was a really big tumbler, and he put it back up on the shelf, and I said, no kidding. Oh, 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 oh no. God. He looked at me, and I was just looking straight because, like— I was just looking at the Tumblr. It was like, yeah, no kidding. That one is too big to be in this shelf. <laughs> no. This motherfucker was talking about himself. Was he, he kind of large? No, he was just like he was a big dude, but he wasn't like obese or anything. Okay. I didn't even fucking look at him that much. Well, then hopefully maybe he oh was just God. like, oh, she oh didn't know God. what I was talking about. I ran out of that aisle so fucking fast. <laughs> You're I like, fuck like, the Tumblr idea. Oh, my God. I felt so fucking bad. He's like, he <laughs> basically said, I'm too big to be in this aisle. And I was like, gross. Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Fucking mortified. I'm sure he either didn't hear it. Oh, he heard it. He looked at me like, are you fucking serious? And I was just looking forward like, why is that a weird thing to say? Like, well, I'm not going to look. I don't want to engage this person further, you know? And then I was like, oh, fuck. And then you got RBF so hard, too. I do, especially when I'm not trying to talk to other people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my God. You know what, though? It's okay because you're never going to see this person again, and that wasn't your intention. Yeah, fine. But Hopefully. he's going to think about it every fucking night before he goes to bed for the rest of his life. <laughs> he's going to go off himself. Yeah. Somewhere in a bitch in Target. What if I was his fucking 13th reason? Oh, how unfortunate that would be. But also, he probably chose that journey when he came to this life. He's like, you know what's going to get off me? <laughs> Is this bitch in Target? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he was like, sign my soul up. <laughs> oh, my God. I felt so fucking bad. I immediately text you to be like, help. I just, I need to tell someone what happened. You immediately texted 
in all caps. I was like, this shit is serious It was right so now. serious. <laughs> I, like, ran down different aisles and went hiding. Because I was like, I can never see this person again. I'm not even sure what he looked like. I've tried to fucking trauma block him from you probably my brain. Did. You probably did successfully. <laughs> oh and then God. at some random, like, kids sporting event, he's yeah. going to show up as one of the dads. <laughs> yeah, and he's going to fucking kill me. <laughs> I've been looking for you. He's going to be like, I always thought you were a bitch when I first met you. <laughs> yeah, on account of you said it was... Too big to fit down the fucking aisles at Target. <laughs> Technically, you said it. <laughs> I just agreed. Oh, my God. I felt so bad. Aww. So bad. And I wanted to be like, no, no, I was just, but I'm not that person, so I just ran away. <laughs> fucking sorry. Oh, my God. I hate when you over-explain, too, and the person uh-huh. is not engaging with you, uh-huh. and you're just like, just I like, would like mm. to die further now. I yeah. thought I wanted to die back there, and now I really want to die. Yeah, now it's worse. I was just like, nope, take your loss and go. <laughs> Smart. Smart of you, honestly, because you never know which way that can go. No, exactly. Not worth the risk. God. Yeah. Oh, my God, you poor soul. You know, I've just apparently forgotten how to fucking behave in public. Honestly, same. I think we all have since the pandemic. No kidding. And it's just getting worse as we go on, you know? Also, we're getting older, Erin. We're on the other side of 30, so it's like... Now we're the crotchety old people who can just say anything. It sucks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then we're, like, not willing to change our old-ass opinions either. Yeah. <laughs> so people are like, oh, my gosh, just fucking old oh, lady God. over here. This, Yeah. Oh, God. It's okay. It's going to be okay. It's, sir, if you listen, which I highly doubt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You are not too big for that aisle. <laughs> you were perfect. You're perfect. You're a beautiful soul. You're just as you're intended to be. <laughs> and that was an enormous tumbler. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the tumbler. And I was like, yeah, why is it in this aisle? It should have been in, with the buckets. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> in the lawn care. Yeah. God. That's my life, you know? Listen, we've all been there. We've all done something like that before. Yeah. I can't think of mine, but I for sure. It's those I'm ones guaranteed. that you think about when you're falling asleep and your brain is like, remember that time in third grade? <laughs> and you said that one thing yeah. and then you were mortified for life and now it's defined who you are as a person uh-huh. forever. Uh-huh. Like you're gonna never going to talk to another person in the aisle way of Target. Oh, God, no. You're never going to like engage. It's like you came out just a little bit out of your shell mm-hmm. to partake into the world and you're like, nope, it's not safe out here. <laughs> it's not safe out here. Nope, they're not ready for you <laughs> or you're not ready for them. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, I won't say the joke that Erin told earlier today, but I was talking to her about something, and she made a joke, and she did it so well. I paused for a minute and looked at her like, Jesus. (laughs) And she was like, it's a joke. And I'm like, I get it now. But for a second, I was like, what? What do you mean? I'm not that mean. God, I've gotten so bad. Now you're so good at it. I love it. Are you kidding? It's the best kind of humor. It's the fucking best. You've mastered it. It's like next level. In my brain. And then everyone's like, she's a fucking bitch. And I'm like, I was kidding. Oh, my God. But I think I'm starting to take some of it from you. Because when we went out on ladies night a couple Mm -hmm. fucking weekends ago or whatever, and that one gal. Oh, yeah. Like me and this one gal got kind of into it, but not really. I was just kind of being a, I was being my Karen self. And she was like, you're kind of being rude. And I was like, well, that lady's being rude, so I don't give a fuck. And you could tell she was uncomfortable. And then, well, rightfully so, whatever. And then um, we, we like had this moment of like, we're good, right? Like everything's okay. Cause she didn't know me that well. And I was like, oh, we're good. And Erin just started fucking laughing because she (laughs) knew I was kidding. And this girl's face just dropped like, 
uh-oh. Yeah, and I was like, like no, 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 I'm kidding. Bitch mad at me? She has to hate me so much. Probably. We'll never see her again. I will. You might. I yeah. 100% will, <laughs> and I'll make up for it. Like, I'm not really a bitch. I thought it was funny. I don't know why. It's because I have fucking Aaron in my life, man. It's because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> you, you caught onto it the moment it left my mouth. <laughs> and you were like, because you guys were like best friends that night, and you're yeah. like, she's just joking. <laughs> it's a joke. See, I need you to follow me around to be like, she was joking. It's fine. It's a joke. Don't you like dry, 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 dry humor? Really, really, really dry humor with that straight resting bitch face. <laughs> nope. At a certain point, you're just a fucking bitch. Honestly, I think we're just at that age that we've accepted it and we yeah. just walk around our life that way. But I still think it's funny. It's really funny. I go home it and I laugh really to funny. myself. The joke you said earlier, fucking spot on. <laughs> I wish I would have laughed right away. So you want to hear about murder? I do, actually. While I still have some semblance of a voice? Yeah. So this week, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you about Jamie Faith. Okay. So again, I don't have anything about the before times. Per usual. But in October of 2020. Ooh, recent. She, yeah, very recent. Jamie Faith was an IT director for American Airlines. Oh, okay. In Dallas, Texas. All right. What do you think an IT director for American Airlines does? Troubleshoots shit. Well, she probably have other people to troubleshoot shit. Jamie's actually a guy. Oh. Way, way to... Assume his gender? Honestly. My bad. Yeah, get it together. Jaime? Jaime? He he looked white. Jamie? James. James. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would assume he oversees the IT department. Honestly. There was one picture of him, like, out on the runway in, like, one of those vests, you know? Why? I know. That's why I was like, maybe he's not in the IT department. And I thought, is that a fancy way of saying that they, like, pull in the planes, you know, like the guys with the wands? What are they called? Air traffic controllers. Oh, yeah. You're so smart. Well, that's like the guy in the tower. But oh, I yeah. would think that it's similar to that. Like, they are directing the traffic. Yeah. Maybe they're like... Traffic directors? Ground traffic controllers. <laughs> <laughs> not air traffic controllers. <laughs> maybe. I don't I don't know what they're called, but I'll I ask my dad. <laughs> would love that job. <laughs> Except for, I guess, it's really loud down there. Uh, yeah, but they have those big old headphones. Yeah. I just love watching them dance. Like, sometimes they get Hell, really yeah, into it. Yeah, that's what I do all the fucking time. <laughs> I'd be so buff from yeah. holding those batons. <laughs> you have to practice on the weekends. Okay, so anyway... He works at American Airlines, living in Dallas, Texas, and he was married to a woman by the name of Jennifer Faith. And at this point, they had been married for 15 years. Wow. Okay. And she worked as a speech therapist. I don't know where. And they had a child together. I don't know how old the child was. So far, I'm telling you so much information. Listen, I've got the gist. (laughs) Yeah. I'm painting the picture, okay? That's what this podcast should have been called. The gist. The gist. (laughs) God damn, that would have been a great name. Should we do a second? Should we do a second one where, like, we don't actually research? We just, like, tell each other shit we remember? Yeah. (laughs) I'll give you the gist of what happened. (laughs) I love it. That's pretty much what this is. I bet that's already fucking taken. The gist. Probably. What a great idea. Okay. By all accounts, they had a very happy and normal marriage, and everything was going fine mm-hmm. until one early morning in October. Uh-oh. Jamie and his wife decided to go on a walk, and they were going to take their dogs out to go to the bathroom or whatever, exercise them before the day. So it's early morning, like 6, 7-ish in the morning. Gross. <sighs> yeah. Only moments after they had left their front door, a random person who was wearing a green face mask, like a COVID face mask, okay, ran up to the couple and shot Jamie seven times. That's a lot of times. Once in the head. <gasps> at least once in the head. I don't know where everything else was. Seven times. Like at point blank. Like yeah. He's there. And, and his wife was just there. Right next to him. 
and she's screaming, freaking out, right? As like, holy she shit, yeah. she's being attacked. The person then turns to Jennifer and they like knock her to the ground and duct tape her hands together and try to steal the rings off her hands. Okay. And then fucking runs away, hops in a black truck and drives off. Okay. So okay. fucking random attack. Jennifer's obviously laying on the ground duct taped, screaming next to her dead husband, and she's asking for help. Several neighbors hear the gunshots and the screams and everything, and they come out. They see a man laying on the ground, and they call 911. Yeah. So the police arrive, and it's obvious that Jamie had died instantly. Oh, God. And I had heard, because I think there's like an episode of 48 Hours or something. I'll link it in my show notes. But I guess a neighbor had come over, like a neighbor who knew the couple really well. Mm -hmm. They had just recently moved or something. And they came, when they heard the news, they came. And Jamie was just laying in the road. Like, they didn't put a blanket or anything over him. How sad is that? Well, I don't necessarily think I would do that. Isn't that like protocol that like blue tarp? They just like it's like they we're fucking like, tarp horses out on the racetrack. Come on, we're like the first responders there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like they're, yeah, yeah. They should have. Yeah, I like thought it, you meant like, and this bitch didn't even run back inside to grab Jamie, her grandma's <laughs> afghan. No, like, no, 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 no. Like the police and everybody's around there, and they're oh, like, yeah, that's pretty fucked up, right? Yeah, usually they cover it, or at least park a bunch of cars around it in a circle or some shit so you can't see it. <laughs> something. Point your headlights in. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something better than just nothing. Yeah. And he got shot in the fucking head, man. Oh, that's God. rude. And his poor wife is just there on scene having oh, to see my that God. for that long. There's nothing more rude than getting shot in the head. <laughs> Honestly. That's what I always say. That's peak disrespect. <sighs> For sure. <laughs> Did your mom teach you nothing? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Not in the head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they begin questioning Jennifer, the police. Mm -hmm. And they're asking, like, what Did happened? Do you have any fucking enemies? Yeah, exactly. Like, who would want Jamie dead? And she's like, absolutely no one. Yeah. And they were like, describe the man that attacked you. And she's like, a guy, or describe the person. And she said it was a man wearing a green face mask with black eyes, is what she oh, said. He's a demon. He's a demon. <laughs> and um, that she didn't recognize him or anything. She doesn't know anybody who'd want him dead. He's like the nicest guy in the whole entire world. They don't have any kind of issues. No beef with any of the neighbors. Nothing. There's no fucking leads on that front. Okay. And friends and families and shit are all questioned. And they all say the same thing. Like literally nobody knows who would want Jamie dead. Okay. He's just an IT guy. Yeah. Like, like maybe a disgruntled employee at work, but there was none of that. Yeah. And it was so targeted. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't kill Jennifer. Yeah. I assume the dog made it. I, yeah, I would hope so. Oh, my God. Do you think Jennifer held on to the dog leash? They'd probably know. hang around. Your dogs wouldn't. <laughs> One of mine wouldn't. <laughs> I think Chip might hang around. Yeah, Chip would probably stay around. And she'd, like, lay gone. with me, like, pat my belly. And I'd be like, bitch, my hands are duct taped. She would just be rolling on top of you. Yeah, like, why aren't you petting me? Can't breathe. <laughs> Rolling around on Jamie. Oh, God. So they don't know who would kill Jamie. Mm -hmm. Shortly, you know, in the weeks and everything after his death, Jennifer's family and friends and the entire community really came around and surrounded her and supported her. And they put together a GoFundMe page and raised like $60,000 in funds. Holy shit. They also had, like, the neighborhood put together, like, a meal train, you know? Like, somebody made her a meal every fucking night Aww. for, like, three months or something. Like, they were really going all out and Baby taking girl. really good care of her and her daughter. Yeah. I think it was a daughter. Oh, I forgot they had a kid. I know. Super sad, right? Oh, God. 
Jennifer used the GoFundMe money to throw this, like, giant funeral for Jamie. And I guess it was, like, unlike any funeral anybody had seen. Like, there were literally, like, party favors and shit for people what? to take. Like, it was very extravagant. I know. Kind of weird, right? Kind of want it. I like it. I know. But, like, like here's a matchbook to remember me by. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah. Burn it when I'm taking a shit in the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, remember that dude that was super cool? Lighting one for my homie. Yeah, you know? burning my farts off. <laughs> Honestly, if matchbooks are handed out at my funeral, I hope that's what they get used for. Like, fuck candles. Yeah. Just getting rid of farts. Yeah. Just getting rid of farts. (laughs) Be a little part of my spirit every time. Just. Yeah. Stacy hated farts. (laughs) Please dispose of yours. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, big funeral, right? Uh Uh-huh. Meanwhile, investigators are talking to everyone in the neighborhood, and they realize that a lot of the neighbors had ring cameras and shit. It's 2020. Oh, yeah. So they go through it all, and they're actually able to like see some footage from that morning. Now, I don't think they actually get the crime. Like, I think it was kind of happened in between rings. But there is footage of, like, one neighbor hearing gunshots, stepping out, and then seeing the assailant, like, run towards the man. And he, the owner of the house, ran inside to go grab his gun. It's fucking <laughs> Texas, you know? Yeah. Um, and Honestly, then- I don't know why he was walking his dog without a gun. <laughs> he might have been. And then just got fucking taken out instantly. Wasn't like, ready. Shit, out of nowhere, man. And then, like, on Jamie and Jennifer's ring, you can see them leaving and hear the sounds of the gunshots. And it's literally, like, 30 seconds after they left the house. It's right a fucking way. God. They also have, like, grainy footage of the black truck pulling away. And they notice that it has a decal in the back window in the shape of a T. And they're thinking, like, oh, like, some sort of Texas sporting whatever, right, Mm -hmm. that I did not take down the name like texas rangers i don't know what, what event Long what sport ones. it would be yeah anyway so Titans. so they have a clue like yeah. there's a in the bottom i don't know left or right side of the window there's a t a clue a clue this is very reminiscent of another story you told way back in the day i know actually i was shot, like is like... this the story i've already told except for i did it was an american airlines person so yeah I was like, uh, the only thing I could think different is that there wasn't a witness to it or like another person. You're talking about when the lady was doing the yard sale and the truck came up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. And I'm like, no, it's just the same story. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so then they get grainy footage of that truck. And then around this time, Jennifer gets on the news and she's like sobbing and saying like, hey, we have some information. There's a black truck with a T in the window. If you know of anybody that has that truck, please come forward. Be on the lookout. Girl. If you see something, say something. I would be so afraid to. Show your face. Yeah. Like what if, why? What like, if, Not why, but I mean like why did they attack yeah. Jamie and why was I okay? Yeah. And like, am I afraid to be in my house right now? Like I want to yeah. fucking leave. Like they obviously know where you live. And if they don't want you out here spilling information or whatever, then right? they're going to take you take out care too. Of you. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah, she went on there. That's very. She did that shit. But also, it's kind of a weird thing to put out to the public because I feel like I would just peel that off my truck. Like, like you're just giving away what you know the identifying factor. Uh huh. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't have a T on my truck. Yeah, I get some goo gone. Literally a razor blade, and yeah. now you don't have it. It's I know. 10 minutes right? later. <laughs> yeah. So two months go by without any real updates on the case until okay. January of 2021. Mm-hmm. Police arrest a man by the name of Darren Lopez mm-hmm. and they charge him with Jamie's murder. Darren. Darren. What's Darren doing? Let me tell you about Darren. Yeah. 
As it turns out, mm-hmm. Darren was Jennifer's high school sweetheart. Nuh-uh. And prom date. Oh, get the fuck out of here. I will not get the fuck out of here. Remember, Jennifer and Jamie have been married for 15 fucking years. Yeah. Like, this is real past relationship. Yeah. Okay. She didn't recognize him? That's kind of weird, right? He had black eyes. Kind of fucking weird. Hmm. 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 So, Darren was also a Green Beret in the Army, and he served in six tours in Iraq. And he had actually suffered a traumatic brain injury when he was hit with an explosive while he was on one of the tours. Oh, God. He had earned a Purple Heart and a Bronze Star. So he was like a decorated war hero. Yeah. Darren was living in Cumberland Furnace, Tennessee. Okay. Cumberland Furnace. Cumberland Furnace. Is I'm that sure. one word or two? Two. I'm sure somebody lives there, but like those two words together make a city? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. What is a Cumberland? I don't know, but it comes with a furnace. <laughs> oh, that's my Cumberland Furnace. <laughs> what is a sesame? <laughs> <laughs> we never gave it a chance to grow. It's a way to open shit. Uh, R.I.P. Mitch. <sighs> Okay, so he was living in Tennessee, and he was the father to three daughters and two stepdaughters, and he had just separated from his wife. So he had a whole fucking family in Tennessee, Mm -hmm. whole life, Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Darren shows up in Texas, kills Jamie, tries to take Jennifer's rings and leaves. Detectives had learned that Jennifer and Darren had reconnected online shortly after the pandemic in 2020. Mm-hmm. So this all happened in October. Pandemic. We shut down in like March, right? Yeah. So after only a few days of communication, the pair began to profess their love for each Get other. Get the fuck. What? Out of here. What? To your high school fling. Right. And they were communicating so often that they averaged between this time from those couple of months from like – I'm guessing March-ish till October, they average 500 messages to each other, like either text or a day? email. A day? Oh, my a God. A fucking day. I don't even think all my shit combined make 500 a day. I don't think I can get a solid 500 a week. Oh, my That's God. That's including you. I know. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, my God. So Jennifer didn't tell anybody about her online affair except for one longtime friend that she had. She sent one message, like, saying, oh, I don't know all of it. I'm paraphrasing here. But basically saying, like, I'm involved in a hot love affair with Darren. Okay? Okay. It's really weird to describe it as a hot love affair. (laughs) uh, A hot emotional affair is what she described it as. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So after a little while, Jennifer began making false claims to Darren, saying that Jamie was physically abusive towards her. Shortly after that, Darren began to receive threatening emails from Jamie (gasps) saying that he knew about the affair and that he would sexually and physically abuse Jennifer if Darren didn't stop communicating with her. Whoa, that's a really... Was it from Jennifer? Well, that's a big twist. I'm going to tell you who it was from. In some of these emails Darren received from Jamie, there would be photos included of Jennifer with various injuries and bruises and shit. And those were claimed to have been from the abuse of Jamie. And Jamie allegedly ascending these? Mm Mm-hmm. I guess some of the details in the emails about the abuse were so sick and twisted that when detectives were reading this shit, they were like... Holy fucking shit. Like, what kind of mindset is this person in to come up with these, like, sadistic abuses? And they were, like, sexual shit, you know? Like, they never described it, but, like, I'm just like, ooh. Yeah. Like, wow. Okay. See, I don't think that 
this doesn't feel like it comes from Jamie. Honestly, I think you're onto something. I feel like it comes from someone wanting to instigate someone else into murdering her husband for action. Her? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm mm. a little skeptical here, Jen. Are you? Okay. So Darren immediately advised Jennifer after all of these messages, right? Yeah. That she needs to go to the police and have Jamie arrested for all of the abuse. Like, you're not safe. You need to get out of there. Yeah. But Jennifer claimed that she didn't want her daughter to see her father get arrested. Okay. So she wouldn't, she wasn't willing to do that. Jennifer even gave Darren a family friend's email. The family friend's name was Rob and said, like, Rob's aware of all of the abuse. Can you contact him on my behalf to try to help? And this is an email that she gave him mm-hmm. for like Rob Johnson mm-hmm. at yahoo.com. <laughs> Yahoo. <laughs> oh, your poor voice. So sad. So, exactly. Gives Rob Johnson's email. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, hey, can you ask him for help? Yeah. It's, and Rob was like, oh, I know all about the abuse. Let me detail it for you. Oh, let me help. Exactly. Mm. And so Darren's talking to Jamie, Jennifer, and Rob. It seemed that the abuse had kind of stopped for a short period of time, according to their communication. But then Darren received an email from that family friend, Rob, saying that the abuse had started again. Mm -hmm. And eventually, Jennifer started to tell Darren that the only way that she was going to get out of this abuse is if Jamie were dead. Mm. On October 8th, 2020, Darren drove – this is the morning that – Jamie died. Okay. Okay. I'm going to tell you about what actually happened here. Okay. On October 8th, 2020, Darren had driven from Tennessee to Texas, all while using his GPS on his phone. Mm -hmm. So tracking it 100% of the way. It's mapped out perfectly. And like his credit card, you know, fucking charges and shit match up with like security footage at gas stations and his GPS. Like it's triangulated. Like it's all him. You're there. Yeah. Yeah. It's you. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so he arrived in Jamie and Jennifer's neighborhood at 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my gosh. And then he fucking camped out in a vacant home in the neighborhood just waiting for them to go on the morning walk. So that's like five hours of just sitting there. Did she know it was going to happen that day? Yes. Yes. That's fucked up. Now, all the articles I read never directly come out and say it, but she is, like, encouraging him to kill him. So I don't know. I guess I don't know if she knew it was going to happen that morning. I can't mm-hmm. say yes to that. Yeah. I think so, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Well, if they're sending 500 messages a day, it's probably like, and now I'm in Amarillo or wherever the fuck. Sure. Exactly. So that I'm thinking that, like, for sure she knew. Yeah. But also it'd be kind of convenient to not know if you're going to act the part. Yeah. Because you'd wouldn't genuinely be surprised. Yeah. But that's, like, PTSD, too. This whole thing is just PTSD. Yeah. So as soon as Darren saw the couple leave, he ran out and shot Jamie, and then he fled back home to Tennessee again using the GPS the entire time. On the day of Jamie's murder, Jennifer consented to having her phone searched by the police, and Jennifer had deleted all of her messages. She had, like, factory reset her phone or some shit. Yeah. They can still get those. Oh, they can. But, like... So I don't think that she had actually factory reset her phone, but she definitely deleted all the message that she had sent to and from Darren. Mm -hmm. So, like, there was no history of Darren and her messages when the police were searching. But they did find that one random message to her friend saying, I'm having an emotional affair with a man named Darren. Mm. So then they searched her contacts for Darren and they found his fucking email address, phone number, house number, like her goddamn Rolodex had everything in it. (laughs) 
Uh-huh. So they immediately were like, all right, let's look at Darren. Like, that's they, how they figured all this out. But they didn't let Jennifer know that they had known that his name was Darren and that she was a suspect, right? Yeah, yeah. They were just like, thanks for letting us look in your phone and thanks for being so honest to us, you know? <gasps> so this whole time that she's getting all this, like, help and going out on the media and asking for help and stuff, she's not cleared as a suspect. She is still suspect. The whole time. Yeah. And in fact, they uncover messages between her and Darren where she's like, can you believe this shit? The insurance won't give me my money for his life insurance because I'm not cleared as a suspect. And she called the police and like chewed out the lead investigator and was like, how dare you suspect me? Like clear me so I can get my money and move on with my life. You know, like she's like getting in the way of the investigation. The fucking balls you have to have to do that when you're clearly involved. Like she thought she was good. Oh, my God. So now police have all of Darren's information, right? And they look up his DMV records. They see that he owns a black Toyota Tundra. Mm-hmm. And then they do, like, surveillance of his fucking property or some shit, and they see it has a white T in the window. Mm. They're like, oh, my God. Okay, we totally found it. And How then, convenient. And then they also found in the the all the deleted message that they recovered that Jennifer had sent him a message after the day that she did that fucking that, like, plea to the public for help for looking for a truck with a T in the window, she sent him a message saying, I really think you need to remove that T in your window. And then the next day he replied, sticker done. And she was like, yay, I'm so happy and elated or something like that. Uh, what the fuck? Oh, my God. $60,000 and GoFundMe. Uh, okay, let me tell you what she was doing. And a party for a funeral? Yeah. That's a different taste in your mouth. Oh, that's a different taste in your mouth. Like, I want my funeral to be a party, but not thrown by the person who, who murdered organized you? my murder. Yeah. yeah awful. That's fucked up. Awful. Oh, my gosh. So, on January 11th, 2020, Darren was arrested after a routine traffic stop, right? Like, once they know they got their guy and everything, they mm-hmm. just stop him on a routine traffic stop and they arrest him. But they had timed it perfectly to ask Jennifer to come into police station for questioning at the same time so that she wouldn't hear through the news that somebody had been arrested right Mm -hmm. at this time she still thinks she's cleared as a suspect but the police have like all this information like right okay yeah so actually i don't think they had recovered the text messages yet because they have to like arrest her first to be able to do that i don't know that they had a warrant to actually pull her phone records or whatever but they had enough information Mm -hmm. to be able to say okay darren is a suspect come arrest him and then let's pull her in for questioning yeah Before this interview, Jennifer had told Darren to factory reset his phone. And I don't know if it was like a, hey, come in tomorrow for an interview. And she's like, okay, I'm coming in at 2 o'clock. Please factory reset your phone. I'm going to do the same thing. But Darren never did. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when criminals are dumb. Exactly. So I think that's how the police actually uncovered all of the information was from Darren's phone. Oh, geez. Not actually from... Jennifer's. Jennifer's phone. Yeah. She factory reset that shit, I guess. Okay, anyway. Which is also fucking suspicious, but okay. But she factory reset it at the very end of all of this. Not when she gave the police her phone. She yeah. had just deleted the messages then. So that's how they were able to get, like, the friend information and everything. Yeah. You know, like, that friend text and his information. Well, that's just not being thorough. Oh, my God. So, investigators question Jennifer, but... Obviously, she doesn't give anything more, and at the time, all they could charge her for was obstruction of justice for deleting messages, you know, Mm -hmm. because now they have evidence that she deleted the messages, and for lying to the police saying that they don't know who would want to hurt Jamie. 
So she gets arrested for obstruction of justice. Mm -hmm. As the investigators start to dig into the case and obtain warrants and stuff to search Jennifer's computers and phones and all of that, they discovered that she was the one who was emailing Darren from all these different email accounts. So she was pretending to be Jamie and pretending to be the family friend Rob. Shocking. She's the one making up all these fucking stories. She was basically priming Darren to kill Jamie for her. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Do you think she even liked Jamie or Darren? No. Or it was, like, using him. I think she was using him. To get out of this marriage, marriage. with Jamie. Yeah. It's I'll tell you up. why. You know what else works? What? Divorce. Just divorcing. And I know. I'll tell you why I don't think that she actually loved him in a minute. Okay. So they also discovered that Jennifer had spent all of the GoFundMe money within months of receiving it. And she was using it as a sort of hush money for Darren. <gasps> so, like, Darren was, I guess, in hard times or whatever. And she gave him a couple credit cards and was like, there's no limit. Use as much as you want. Like, I got you. Basically keeping him close, right? Like, yeah. whatever you need, let me know. She, like, paid for airline tickets for his family, for his daughters and shit. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I think her plan was to use this insurance money for all of that to, like, help keep him quiet too but he she used the go fund me in the first couple, yeah two months you know oh my god so once they recovered all of this information the police were able to charge jennifer with the use of interstate commerce in the commission of a murder for hire which comes with a death penalty oh so it's a very serious crime oh shit and this is texas <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't give a fuck mm-hmm. she definitely ended up taking a plea deal so yeah. that she could get death off the table so that she didn't die exactly and she ended up with life in prison because she fucking for sure had her husband murdered see the other thing is you just fucked your kid too you didn't want to see him get arrested like homie that's like, what you claimed was you didn't want her your daughter to see him get arrested. Yeah. You saw yeah. you let your daughter see him get shot. Yeah. What? The and just fuck? to live through that trauma and then now your, your mom dad? is in prison, prison for, for life. life for doing that to your dad. That like, poor kid. That poor kid's gonna be like, What kind of person am I? Like who Well did not I come only from? that, but Darren's fucking five daughters or whatever. Yeah. Like who the fuck's gonna take care of him? Like, what the hell? That's not very good foresight or whatever. It's very selfish. Yes. Yeah. So Darren pleaded not guilty to murder and took the stand in July of 2023. Holy shit. Yeah. He expressed great remorse for murdering Jamie. Yeah. He's like, hold up. I was misled this whole time. Yeah. Like, I... I thought he was a terrible fucking person. Thought he was a terrible person. I kill people in Iraq all the fucking time. Like, to this me... This is just one more This was, terrible like, person protecting somebody I love. I yeah. was misled. Like, was it right? No. But it's not, like, I don't think... I shouldn't get life in prison. I'm not going to admit to this, like, crime of murder when there's so much more to it. Right? Yeah. That makes sense. Um... Jurors found him guilty because <laughs> he did kill Jamie. Yeah. And he received 62 years in prison, and he's currently trying to appeal that. I guess it came out in trial that Jennifer had tried to get another ex-boyfriend to murder Jamie prior what? to getting Darren. That's why I don't think she was actually in love with him. What? So she had another ex-boyfriend, and she told him all the same stuff. <gasps> and he was interviewed, and he was like, I wanted to murder Jamie. Like, I was so mad at all the things that he was doing to Jennifer, but I just don't have it in me, you know? Like, yeah. I wanted to, and I'd get really mad, but I never actually did it. And so... Oh, my God. So, investigators suspect that she reached out to Darren because he's fully capable of murder. Yeah. You know, and also had a fucking head injury. Yeah. Like, traumatic head, brain injury. Like, come on. Yeah. That might she be had the perfect she murder weapon. Yeah. Manipulate. Yeah. Exactly. 
yeah, like he wasn't unfamiliar with murder. If there's going to be somebody you're going to hire for murder, essentially, is what she did. Yeah. Then that would be the guy. And that's all I have. Oh, my God. Poor Jamie, man. Just poor trying Jamie. to take his dogs to take a dookie in the morning. And poor Darren. Actually, I do feel really bad for Darren, too. But, like, also, you can't just go shooting people. But I don't know what kind of brain injury. Maybe it, like, makes it so you can't make rational sound decisions. But yeah. for sure, there's got to be PTSD in there. And I can't make sound decisions with PTSD. Honestly. Uh, I feel really bad for him, if only because, like, yeah, you can't go around murdering people. But he was manipulated into it. And- yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is really mean and judgmental, but there's, like, a picture of Jamie and Jennifer together. Uh-huh. It's not like she's some, like, hot piece of ass, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. She's just an average person. Yeah, maybe she was really, really nice to everybody. Doesn't sound like it. I know. And then... And then she's the one who mapped out these horrific, like, rape scenes or whatever that, like, investigators were horrified by. Yeah. That's really sad. I know, isn't it? Oh, my God. I feel so bad for Jamie. And the daughter. It's fucked up. I'm glad she didn't get her insurance money. Honestly. Yeah, she would have spent it all. Yeah. Anyway, and she was, like, fucking playing the whole part. Why did he try to steal her rings? That's so weird. Just to try to make it look like something else like it was a robbery gone wrong i don't know it's a really targeted robbery fucking weird yeah it doesn't look like a robbery why'd you kill him yeah (laughs) just so you can get her rings oh and her rings weren't worth anything it's not like she had very expensive rings yeah and also why couldn't he get them i don't know if if i was being attacked by someone and they tried to get my rings i'd be like i'll get it yeah like ow 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 yeah hang on let me do it my rings are like swollen on my hands now so yeah, I'm fatter than I was when I got married. <laughs> I got mine resized because I was like, "Oh, did you?" Yeah, I was like, "This is uncomfortable," and I have to be able to take them off. Like, yeah, m- mentally, I freak out if I yeah. can't. I remember you saying that. Yeah, I can on like cold days, but like right now, my hands are hot. Yeah, I can't pull that shit off. Oh, I could totally. Also, I can like right pull now. my finger around, and it's all small underneath it. Yeah, it's all small under there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's my story. That's intense. It's fucking intense. So if you guys want to check out pictures pertaining to our case, go to our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, not Twitter, X, mm-hmm. threads. You can email us. Nope. Our handle is at ISGD podcast. You can email us at ISGD podcast at gmail.com or snail mail us at PO box 2764. Sounds the, right. What's the address? PO <laughs> box 276. I think it's 2764. Fuck. I've said it. Every day. You got it. Or it's every like week. when they ask you how old you are or what's your fucking address <laughs> yeah. and you're panicking. Suddenly, I don't know. Uh, P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Nine. There you go. And then before we sign off, I want to let you guys know of a new podcast. Oh? Actually, I want us to add the promo to the end of this because it's on a case that we covered. Oh. For Leon Loreles. I had covered the case, I think, about um, Leon was murdered on the side of the road and he was targeted because he was gay. I think it was in Texas and it was a very Christian town or something. See, listen, now I can't even remember all the details. Was That's what the you one need. where the car was like found? On, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay. okay, and I don't remember what episode it was, but you guys should go check out uh, this podcast. It's put on by Leon's family member, actually. Oh. So we want to help spread the word and help spread awareness on his case and hopefully get some justice for that. And it's called Box in the Basement. Love so, it. So go look it up. Go check it out. And here's the promo. I love you guys. Bye. Bye. There are over 200,000 unsolved homicides in the United States justice system right now. 
and many of those cases haven't seen the light of day in years, decades in some instances. The case files and evidence are sitting in a box on a dusty shelf in a basement, forgotten by law enforcement and the media, while the families and friends left behind wait for answers and fight for justice. Sometimes there is nobody left to remember or to speak up on behalf of the victim. I'm Arlene. And I'm Leah. And that is exactly what Box in the Basement sets out to do, to shine a light on those forgotten victims and to bring attention to unsolved murders and disappearances. We want to help families tell their stories and we want to assist the families and friends of victims find the resources and support they need to continue their fight for justice. Join us every Wednesday for new episodes of Box in the Basement, wherever you find your podcasts.